Have you ever heard someone say, if you're losing all of your friends, you must be the problem? Or if everybody's saying the same thing about you, it must be true? See, statements like that should be tailored to situations in which they truly do apply. The problem is that most people will say that to you with no substantiated evidence that that is what's really going on. There are situations where out of a hundred people, one of those people is the only one telling the truth. And the other 99 people have all fallen for the same lie and they are all in some way, shape or form pushing the same narrative. And it just might be a narrative that is toxic, irrelevant, and whose argumentative thesis is invalid. But they'll use numbers to politic and come to the conclusion that since out of a hundred people, you are the only one who disagrees that you must be wrong. They'll even go as far as to rally against you in effort and in hopes that they will drown out the truth. But I'm here to tell you today that if you have experienced this, you might actually be one in a million. You may actually be the voice of reason. And of course, many people ignore the voice of reason because it validates the truth that they are trying to avoid. Just think about it. Have you ever had a group of friends where everyone leans on you for financial support? And after so many trials and tribulations and helping these friends out and dishing out money and stopping everything you're doing to come to their rescue, you look around and you realize that you are being used. Now, one by one, you have to cut each of these friends off because not only are they draining your pockets, they are also draining your emotional and mental energy. And so you build up the courage to finally say no. No, I don't have money you can borrow. No, you can't come and stay with me. No, I can't pay your phone bill for you. No, I can't let you borrow my car. Before you know it, all of these people who you once called a friend are now looking at you with a shit face. They're getting together and talking about how you had an attitude, how you're not answering your phone calls no more. They're talking about how you've changed and now you're acting funny. Nobody's talking about the thousands of times you've come to their rescue when they needed you. But they're all getting together in cohesion to talk about that one time that you said no. And they all come to the conclusion that you're acting funny because you've got this new job. You're acting funny because you've got this new house. And the next thing you know, you've been ostracized from your friendship circle. Now, an outsider looking in, or maybe someone with a personal vendetta of their own, might say to you, oh, hey, if all of your friends are saying that you're acting funny and you've changed, then maybe they're right. Not everybody's going to tell the same lie. But see, people who make comments like that, they overlook the fact that people like you who are giving kind-hearted, generous, caring, and supportive, they usually attract people who are users. So that saying that goes, you are what you attract, that's another false narrative that people are pushing. 
a lot of times we attract the opposite. If you're a giver, you're going to attract takers. The chances that you being a giver are going to attract other givers are very slim. If you are a lover, most likely you are going to attract a hater. And the sad part about it is that you will look up and you will realize that that's all you attract are people who are opposite of you. And so you're going to stand out like a sore thumb because you're not built to be a hater. You're not built to be a taker. You're not built to be a user and you're not built toxic. So the next time you find yourself outnumbered in a situation, just take some time to reflect and think about this. It takes a strong and powerful person to be able to stand against the wrong and still do rights. You are not the problem. You are the solution. <laughs>